Hi, I'm Jane, and together with Jodes, we are two proud feminists passionate about female empowerment. This podcast is our take on the real conversations, real issues, and real challenges we must stay focused on if we're going to inspire the next generation of female leaders, managers, and entrepreneurs to pick up the baton and continue the journey to equality. But be warned, there will be rants and the odd profanity, but mainly just lots of curious conversations, uplifting stories, great guests, and food for thought on the path we still have to travel. It is clear that our young girls need us to harness our gumption and to use our voices now to make the changes we all know need to happen. It's time to be a pioneer, not a passenger. To paraphrase the famous words, of a female game changer, Hollywood's iconic Bette Davis. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Series 3. We're very excited to be back once again with another set of six episodes for you. And um, this series is all about women and work does it? We're asking that question. Does women and work actually work? I know it sounds like a bit of a funny question, but actually it's a really kind of interesting topic for us to start to get under the skin of, isn't it, Jane, for this one? Because, um, you know, we've it talked certainly about is. It certainly it. is. Yeah, we've talked about it in our experiences. We're going to share some of those with you today. But you might be sitting there thinking, really, is this even a question? So kind of, I think the first thing for us to do today is really sort of outline what are some of the challenges that present themselves for women in a work capacity? Because actually, we, we've kind of lifted the lid on that a little bit, haven't we? And I think these are the things that will resonate with people. So I know you've got a bit of a list there on the go, haven't you, Jane? What are some of the things that we've outlined? Yeah, already? yeah. I mean, I don't think. I really hope, I hope that none of these are surprises to oh, any of us, no. but it's just worth thinking about some of the stuff and, you know, as it develops. So we all know there's still discrimination, there's still, um, you know, inequalities in the world of work. But, you know, do we know that pregnancy discrimination is still really high? So like one in nine women will be discriminated against when they say they're pregnant. Some of them will lose their jobs, even though that's illegal. Um, you know, some of them will still be let go. Some of them will not come back to the same job. They'll be um, demoted immediately when they come back. So I've got, you know, I've got my own personal story on that one. I'll share with yeah, us later. Yeah, absolutely. So we've still got an awful lot of that going on. And we still got lack of progress beyond middle management. So you go into any organisation, and I'm not just talking about companies here, any organisation, women do brilliantly till maybe top, top middle. Yeah. And then they disappear. And, you know... There can be lots of reasons for that. We are going to discuss it in one of the episodes. Uh, there was something that I saw that I was talking to you about a few few weeks ago. It was in Grazia magazine. It just made me giggle, saying that a lot of big city firms have come up with this new benefit for women in work. Um, and it's all about them being given the opportunity on private health to have their eggs frozen. And it just made me giggle. When did we ask for that? Is yeah. that what we really want? Do we really want organisations to give us private health to freeze our eggs well it, for me, it, that feels a bit divisive i know and it's you know that, that's it isn't it is who decided that that should be a benefit yeah yeah who decided we wanted that so i think the question that we're asking throughout this 
this um, series is, what do we want? Yeah. What do we want? What do we really, really want? And that's, uh, a, you know, that's a big question, isn't it? You know, absolutely. as one of the first things I talked about when I wrote my book is a lot of the women I do speak to, me included, I'm not excluding myself from this, is one of the first questions I'll ask them is, what is it that you want? And I always yeah. get one of two answers. The first might be, I don't know. You know, so maybe that resonates with you if you're listening. Mm -hmm. If somebody says to you, what do you want? You actually, do you know what? I don't really know what I want. Or the other option is they proceed to tell me everything that they don't, don't want. want. <laughs> like, that's not the question. The question yeah. wasn't what don't you want? Yeah. The question was what do you want? And, uh, you know, I think when we've touched on the topic before, you know, some of the superwoman like little aspects of, of, of some of us that we're so focused sometimes on sorting out what everybody else wants and making sure they get their wants and needs met that we haven't given it the flipping time of day. Yeah, no, you're right. And also, that's also because we're still carrying the load for most of our life yeah. uh, life decisions, aren't we? So if we're a mother, we are still the primary childcare provider, yeah. supporter. If we've got aging parents, guess who's looking after them? Uh, we still do over 75% of all the household chores and the mental and the emotional side of that as well. So quite often what we want is uh, is kind of like, not possible because if you are that's why I think we struggle with the question because if we were really honest I think we would know what we wanted but what we've done is we've written it off immediately because we've gone well I want that but it's not possible yeah. well what I really want is that but I'm not going to be able to make it work um what I really want or is... I feel bad for wanting it yes yeah guilt bad or guilty. that lovely I'm guilt I'm just, well. just gonna swallow it and squash it on down yeah. to the point yeah. that I'm yeah. in denial about it and yeah and get rid Absolutely. of it. So we've also talked about what's happened to women post-COVID. So yeah. that's also a challenge as well that we're now facing. And this issue of, of progression uh, up this ladder and the, these organisations that tend to be male-coded. And it's very hard for women to... Um, to not just not only survive, but excel in a structure that's coded male. So we're going to talk about that as well. well so those are kind of some of the things that, that are challenges for us still uh, that I'm sure we're going to touch on. Yeah, definitely. And I think the one that the one that really stood out for me a little bit that um you know when when we've asked other people, you know, what do women go to work for? And there'll be many a uh, an opinion on that. Oh, women just want a little bit of pin money, haven't they? Or no, they want yeah, or they want to be the big boss or well, you want a career until you've got kids, but then now all of a sudden you want this work-life balance. Or actually the whole thing of, well, you know, I think one of the big messages I got as I was kind of climbing the corporate career ladder in my 20s was all of a sudden you know, I was allowed to have it all. Mm. A couple of things around that. It's number one, what even is it all? Mm. Yeah. And don't remember it, asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> But well, like, all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh well, apparently I can have it all." So I'm <laughs> doing something that shows everybody that I'm yeah, yeah. Have it all. Yeah. And, and it was crackers because I hadn't even stopped to think about well, what is all? Mm. It's not the same for everybody, is it? No, and it's a very patronising thing to set to have said yeah. to you, isn't it? I remember the first time that was said to me. It was at a network, um, you know, by a by a lovely white male, stale, bald portly gentleman and I remember him saying to me well dear I mean you know you you asked for it all 
and um so now you can have it all you know your career and and, and house and kids so good luck with that off you go and I was like a little bit oh don't remember I don't remember asking I don't remember I don't even know what it is but it was this kind of patronizing way it was said to me in terms of like well you wanted it so you've got it so jog on go yeah, so make like, it work you've kicked up a fuss yeah. right you've kicked up a fuss because remember we did say that as a as a, a young girl you shouldn't be making a fuss but you've bloody done it anyway you've made a fuss yeah. so now you can bear the consequences absolutely. of making that fuss absolutely yeah. So if you want your cake and eat it, let's shove yeah. all that cake in your mouth in one fat girl yeah. and see how yeah. you get on. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think good. a lot of women are still, you know, that's that's still going on in their kind of mindset. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, why they're probably not saying what they really, really want. They're just well, accepting what they get. Yeah, and I think I'm wondering actually, especially with the post-COVID thing, you know, where we've almost like COVID gave us a bit of a sigh of relief, but then went the wrong way mm-hmm. because we ended up trying to spin all the plates mm-hmm. it felt like a bonus to be able to work flexibly but it was just another way to get even more stuff yeah. done yeah and yeah. now it's backfiring when it's yeah. kind of trying to get back to some kind of rhythm let's mm-hmm. call it i'm not going to say normality because i don't know what that is anymore mm-hmm. but to some kind of rhythm mm-hmm. um, and actually you know what what I think what most women I speak to now and this I say this for myself as well is actually now I feel like I need to whisper and go I'd quite like to just not be as busy as I am anymore and do a you know having it all for me now would look like not doing that much to be honest yeah and yeah. when I say not that much I don't mean doing nothing I mean not yeah. much that yeah. much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a little bit more manageable yeah. And some free time. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be nice. That'd be lovely. That'd be nice. Kind of like this this question then that we're asking throughout this whole series, Women and Work, does it? Um, Jodes, Women and Work, does it and has it worked for you? Bloody hell. You know what? It's probably been up and down over the years. But, you know, when you were talking at the beginning there about some of the challenges we face, you know what, I set off into a career really young, did dead well, like accelerated quite early on. Like I was in a middle management role mm-hmm. when I was 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I look back now and I think, oh, God, crimes, which which numpty, which numpty gave me that <laughs> job? Because I thought it was the bee's knees. And when I look back now, it makes me cringe. <laughs> I was the crappiest manager going. But actually what I came to learn later on in life was it was actually a christening some woman who I used to work with uh, had a few too many sherbets and decided to tell me that the only reason I had that job was because I was the office totty. Oh, brilliant. And, uh, you know, the male management team at the time quite enjoyed having something nice to look at in the monthly management meetings and the weekly meetings, which was lovely. So that wasn't uh, ideal. Mm. Um, and actually, you know, I was one of those one in nine that um, was at the the raw end of, you know, pregnancy discrimination um, and that you know that was really unpleasant. That massively impacted my my career path, yeah. my, the, yeah. the pace at which I moved. You know, don't need the details on it, but um, it it was a full on a full yeah. on issue that went through the motions. Let's say it resulted in me leaving an organisation that I'd built a really strong career in. Wow. Um, you know, and they and, and they they'd done things that were wrong mm. that weren't right. Did you have them? Yes, absolutely, I had him. Good. But equally, though, I was sad that, yeah. that 
even though I felt like there were consequences for what they'd done, mm. I still didn't get what I wanted in that situation. I was quite happy in that business and I mm. liked my career. And what that ultimately meant was I ended up having to walk away from that organisation mm. or with essentially, you know, a few bob in my pocket. But I wanted to carry on. I had to go and start again somewhere else. And for me, when it all really did start to work was when I took matters into my own hands and began working for myself mm. because then I was able to do th a lot more things on my terms. Yeah. But it took me, it took me kind of three attempts in my head to really go for it. Yeah. What I mean is I got I got opportunities earlier on to 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 leave and set up on my own, but I didn't have the confidence to do yeah. it. So I chickened out mm -hmm. over about six years. It took it took me six years to have the the confidence to mm -hmm. go and do that. Yeah. And then yes, it has worked for mm -hmm. me since then, mm -hmm. but only because I've had the gumption. Yeah. Do you think that you, with, without that happening to you, do you think that you would have gone off and become an entrepreneur anyway? Yes, or it would have come anyway. Yeah. It would have okay. come anyway. Yeah. But, you know, it ended up coming at 32, yeah. when really I don't think it would have come until into my 40s, because it's okay. only been since I've been in my 40s that I feel like I've arrived. Yeah. I yeah. know myself. I feel like I finally got the identity I was meant to have. And, I've let go a bit more of, only a bit more, not entirely, of what other people might think about me. So I'm a bit more sod it now. Yeah. And how do you feel about that word entrepreneur? Kind of, I like it. I get a bit excited about it. Sometimes I don't always believe I'm it. Mm. Mm. But as the years go by, I definitely do. I mm. step into it more and more yeah. and more as yeah. the year goes by. Yeah. Yeah, five years ago, no, I would just call myself self-employed or freelance. I would have thought, you know, if I met someone at a network, mm. like, oh yeah, I'm a freelancer. Yeah, yeah. I've had the, you know, the 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 goal actually to say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur because that mm. sounds like I should be earning multi-million pounds. Mm. Yeah, I ask you because it is a word a lot of women really find uncomfortable yeah, I you know? even though they are entrepreneurs and they're running big businesses and they're employing people and they're taking risks and they're creating things which is all which is what an entrepreneur is yeah like oh I don't know whether I'm an entrepreneur well wow, what are you then you know yeah. they really struggle with that word again it feels very male it feels very um it feels like Branson it feels like I should be Branson Branson's like uber, uber powerful and like like a bit a bit ruthless and yeah a bit, yeah you know yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know what that noise represents but yeah. I'm with you yeah boom yeah. yeah yeah no I get that but good yeah. I'm glad you I'm glad you happy what about you what about you what what work does it work as it works does it work work does it work well I mean I like you I was very young I was successful very young so I was working from 16 um you know I was earning big money at 21 um I had a big team at 25 and I, I really it's really interesting when I look back I'm pretty sure there was some male codedness in the organizations that I worked I am absolutely adamant um, I'm pretty sure that somewhere along the line there could have been some discrimination, but you know what? I never even stopped to even clock it because I was so driven and I was so motivated by money and I was so motivated by success because I was kind of on a mission to prove to my dad that I could make it without him. Mm. And so that drove me beyond anything and I didn't even really notice it. And I reached kind of like my late 20s and I was exhausted 
Um, and I, I remember thinking, oh, I can't just keep do, working at this pace. Um, I really, and if I'm going to work at this pace, I'm going to do it on my terms. Yeah. So clearly something was going on, but I couldn't really define it. And then I set up my first business at 29 and I've been a serial entrepreneur ever since. And so I've always defined my own values and the way my own organization works and, you know, de de devise the culture and the, and the, the mission and so on. And then, and when you do that, then, you know, you define the terms, don't you? So it's a very different scenario. It's still really tough. It's still hard work. I work harder now than I've ever worked. Yeah. Um. You know, there's there's no kind of, there's no let up, is there? You know, when you've got a job, sometimes there can be a little bit of a let up when you finish one thing and you start another or you've hit your targets. There's kind of no such thing when you run your own show. No, but it's the fact that I get to do something that I I decide the purpose, yeah. the meaning. I, I I you know when you were talking about the male, and we're going to touch on male coded yeah. and female coded like yeah. environments and energies quite a lot in this series and next, aren't we? But um, yeah, I feel like now I can use a lot more female type energy. You know, yeah. I feel more heart led. In yes. My yeah. Absolutely. And, like just. Comment, money profit yeah. yeah 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 and the other thing we were talking about earlier which again is just something for people to clock is that we are going to do a whole series on female entrepreneurship aren't we yeah. which i think you know is so important because these days there's so many women setting up their own businesses and doing their own stuff and you know we talk about this middle management leak in this episode and this series and that's one of the things that women are going off to do it's like I'm going to to chart my own path here. So we're both really looking forward to that as we're both entrepreneurs to be able to share that. That's a, talk through. probably the perfect point, actually, to say a little bit about what this series is going to yes. have. So obviously this episode sets the scene. Women and work does it. We've shared our experiences a little bit. We've talked about, you know, what are some of the challenges that exist uh, maybe you've got some more you'd want to throw into the mix on that. I'm sure they'll all come out the wash as we work through this series. But yes, uh, th this um, series is also going to be the first time we bring some guests into the So excited. You know, we are going to have two guests in a couple of the episodes. Well, not two guests in a couple. That's not four guests. It's two guests. <laughs> well, it is four guests last episode it will it will we've got a special yes. surprise Yay. at the end i'm gonna leave that one as a bit of a surprise and just yeah. tell you the title of that yeah. episode but yeah throughout this series we're going to be talking about um institutionalized sexism and misogyny which we have got a very special guest in from um, greater manchester police and um, to talk to us a bit about that and um, we're also going to be yes discussing the female middle management leak and what's really going on behind that and how we can start to deal with some of that to start to make some changes there. Um, our, our second guest um, will be joining us to talk about, um, you know, kind of discussing, have we parked the women's network agenda, you know, and has the whole broader DNI agenda replaced that? And what's the impact on the voice of women moving forward because of that so that's an interesting conversation we will be talking about male coded environments and uh we're going to talk about the corporate game in this um in this series as well it's important for us to understand what that game is so that we can do things to change it and then yeah we will be wrapping up this series with a fabulous episode that all i'm going to say is it's called two good men 
<laughs> have to hang on to your seats and stay with us to find, up a, find out a little bit more about what that is. So I hope you'll be looking forward to those. Um, but in the meantime, we always like to finish each episode with a little bit of something to think about. So if we're talking about these broader challenges, what is our food for thought to get people ready for the rest of this series? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I mean, the first thing is to, I would imagine, is to educate ourselves on some of these subjects. I mean, we've kind of just thrown them in. Yeah. But sort of find out how that's working in your organisation. So have you parked the female agenda in DNI and how's that working? You know, um, what is that that kind of scenario in terms of sexism and misogyny in your organisation? Um, is have you got zero tolerance on it does it exist what's the consequences is it being called out you know kind of educate yourself around that um that male coded environment is it can you see that can you see that it's male coded can you see it in the language that's used can you see it in the values can you see it in the structure um you know kind of ask some key questions look at it step back from it a little bit um and then also demand transparency on all of that ask the questions and see what you get um you know is it being covered um can you see exactly what's happening even on equal pay have you got transparency on that That's exactly, when you said that done? transparency that yeah. was the one that popped in my head is yeah. you know it's it's kind of like the elephant in the room still in a lot it of is. organizations it is. i have women that say to me i bet he's paid loads more than me yeah. well yeah. let's tell you what let's not put let's not guess and wind and ourselves up mm -hmm. about, that actually it could be that there's nothing to get wound up about mm. but equally if we mm. let's know the facts mm. yeah so yeah it's those questions. so it's about you know educating ourselves demanding transparency and it's always the one that we come back to on every single episode it's about sisterhood it's about helping each other call it out it's about supporting each other in those situations um you know it, it's it's about amplification it's about you know if somebody says some woman says something in a meeting you know rather than it get lost and then the guys pick it up and then it becomes their idea um this thing called amplification was used in the obama um senate where a female senator might say something and then the other women would go that's a brilliant idea jodes uh and kept referring to it in that way so it couldn't be stolen and that's a simple thing that we need to be doing for each other so we need to be each other's champions so we need to um educate ourselves demand transparency and support each other in that cause so that's some things to think about from what we talked about in our intro <laughs> our next episode is one where we've got our first guest on, which Joe said we're excited about. So we're talking about institutionalised sexism and misogyny. And who better to discuss that with uh, than one of the most senior uh, female police officers in the UK. That's um, Chief Super in in Superintendent Nikki Porter, who works for Greater Manchester Police. Um, mm. Nikki's a big sister at Girls Out Loud. She's a massive advocate for women, and she's going to come along and share her views and her experience of that with us at the next episode. So we're very excited about that. Oh, what a juicy series we've got mm. in store. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, stick with us, and we look forward to uh, sharing more with you. So... I think uh, we will see you in episode two, won't we, Jane? We will indeed. All right, have a good one. You have been listening to Jane and Jodes on One. Until next time, remember, sisterhood matters. 
together we are bold, brave, fierce and unstoppable.